than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we are back in the shed, Monday's experts. There's plenty of experts running around today, I think, after the uh, Healthy Minds Golf Day yesterday <laughs> afternoon in Ballina. Huge success. Um Take our hats off to Jacko and, uh, and LJ and all their helpers um, at the Healthy Minds, um, raising awareness and funds for men's mental health. Um, we supported the day. The day we had uh, Barnsley Woody. We had three teams in. We had Ball yeah. and All. Ball and All 2.0 and the Ball and All Junior team, who are surprise packets of the day. They were. I've had about, uh, I think, four or five texts from... Uh, from junior members this morning, all wanting in for MF's golf day. Yeah, the Mick Fanning golf day. Woody, what was your take on yesterday? I love the shirts. Um, <laughs> everyone in the in the they got shirts made. Obviously, we had our team name on each shirt. Um, I love the spin the wheel to start us off. They had it was just sick to see so many people there, stoked to be there playing. It was two two teams per hole, so it was a little bit slow, but everyone was having a good time. It was sick. Actually, we had Channel 9 there, and the boys, uh, um, LJ and, and Jacko, were interviewed by Channel 9 NBN. They did a story on it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it came across really well. And Josie Shannon, who was uh, there reporting on it, she was that stoked on the vibe of the day. She texted me about 8 o'clock last night. She said, Condo, I know it's a men's day, but you have to put in a ball and all women's team next year, and I'll be captain. There you go. Yeah. I, so I maybe, feel like... I feel like golf days like that, like an MF's day, they're like, fuck, it's such a good time. The vibe, it's just all about the vibe. And, and the vibe, yes, everyone's so positive, everybody's contributing, everybody's buying raffle tickets, everybody's bidding on things um, to raise money for such a good cause. And I think they're, I don't know, I did the quick numbers, I reckon they'll be, they would have raised north of 10 grand, yes, Sick. And Fantastic. The one last thing I'll add, Lennox Smoking Barrel, oh. Midway. Oh. Beef bur- beef shredded beef burger and two ribs, complimentary of the uh, Healthy Minds boys. That was huge. Healthy. That was a, that was a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that. To, I came good after that. You were delirious, James. Yeah, I was in delirious. all sorts. Um, the only thing I'd say is um, Satsbet, who was sitting in your seat last uh, Monday, there is no way he got beaten for longest drive. Somebody has just picked their ball up and moved it. Satsbet <laughs> won that. Satsbet, if you're out there listening, you won it as far he, as we're He concerned. outdrove the longest driver on another hole and the pro by about 40 metres. So how in the hell he got beat, I don't know. <laughs> I, the, the best thing was that he hit it so high, it hit a fucking wind tunnel and went another 100 metres. Because like, right. I, I, I saw it land and I wasn't expecting to go that far, but far out, it was solid. Around the grounds, plenty... Uh, Oh, geez, we, we, we knew last Friday there was plenty of good sport coming up on the weekend and it delivered. T20, my take, I thought the Packers were a bit disappointing, Barnsley. They had their chances, but England were just exceptional. England were exceptional. I think the, the key thing for the Packies was um, Shahid Shah Afridi taking that catch and getting mm. injured. He would have bowled at the death and probably bowled really well and instead they had to put part-timers on and that one part-timer they threw on went for 18 runs off four balls and completely changed the game. So, look, I've got to take my hat off to England and you know what? who the young-sung hero I think of this whole thing is? 
Queenslander Matthew Mott. Okay, so Coach. yeah, um, Bertie uh, Bertie O'Brien, who lives yeah. here in town in Lennox, it's her younger brother. So uh, look, credit to Matt. He was a Queensland Bulls opening bat. He went went on to coach the Australian women's team for years, and now he's taken on England's white ball. Uh, any of their white ball cricket. They're the only team in the history of world cricket to hold the uh, one-day trophy, uh, one-day World Cup, and the T20 World Champions. So uh, to Josh Butler and the boys, well done. Who's on his staff there? Uh, Mike Hussey's one. Anyway, oh, um, yeah, he was one of the Aussies involved, and I see Matt Hayden involved with the Packies. So, uh, and um, Sean Tate. Remember the big slam? Yeah, 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 he was Pakistan bowling coach. So... Um, yeah, you know another. I'll tell you another bloke I've got to give credit to, Ben Stokes. When there's a game on the line, that He's guy is animal. a clutch player. Yeah. yeah, he got him home he, again last um, night. It's you know when you what I when I watched it, you know how you think you you're nervous when there's a good bowler. It must be hard when he's in on fire at the death and you're a bowler. You know what I mean? You must be running and going, "Don't fuck up! Don't put it in a bad spot! Don't put it bang! Fuck!" Yeah, you know like that. Yeah. You don't look at it that – oh, I don't look at it that way much, and Stokes yeah. is like that. The other thing I picked up from – and I said it a few weeks ago, but how important leg spin bowling is. Mm. It, like, Adil Rashid, his spell for England changed the game. So, Packies were going all right, and Babra's arm, he just can't pick his wrong. And yeah. it got, it's got him out the last five times, and he just – he disguises it, disguises it, then he rips it, and, mate, got him again. And, geez, it was good to see Turn in a match. I haven't seen Turn in a T20 wicket in years. MCG. He was turning it square. MCG, eh? Yeah. Uh, it was Sick. great cricket, great tournament. Well done, England. Uh, NRL, well, not NRL, but the Rugby League, the World Cup on the weekend, uh, the semis, two cracking games. I thought, um, you know, well, Barnsley, you don't understand the numbers, but New Zealand had 12 and a half start and they got beaten by two. So if you actually took the 12 and a half start, you would have won just for a bit of education. The Aussies won the game 16-14. I thought New Zealand were the better side. I did too. I did too. And I remember me, I thought we were going to beat them 36 to like 12. I called that. And they just look clunky, don't you reckon? Was it clunky? The Aussies, yeah. And I also, the fr- I feel like the front row got pretty fucking smashed, don't you reckon? Mm. New Zealand made it look pretty easy, like getting the yardage. Yeah, New Zealand will be killing themselves because just a couple of lapses in concentration, like the one on the line, Cam Murray's yeah. try, yeah, that kills you. And then, you know, to be a metre off, uh, half a foot offside for that next try. Mm. Then to put a foot in touch at the death there, I just think that you don't get those opportunities often and you really want to ice them when you do and, and they didn't and, and then, then you go to the next game and it's crazy to think we could have had a Samoa-New Zealand final at the Rugby League World Cup. Oh, geez. I mean, like, yeah, Samoa mm. are in there now but it could easily mm. have been that and you would never have picked that from day one. Joseph Manu at fullback. Look good, eh? He's dangerous. Was he at fullback? He was playing fullback. Uh, for Kiwis, yeah, 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 yeah. Joseph yeah. Manu yeah, was at yeah. fullback. He, he's a big human, deceptively he's, big. He was like there was one fend off he did on the trail, like just through like a full English, to, like on him on the trail, big boy. Like that was someone I thought that didn't really involve himself enough. The trail, don't you reckon? He was kind of not really in the I, mix as much. I think as he, he finds it. I think he finds it hard to involve himself in those um those really tight ones. But uh, I reckon Manu and um, and Harry Grant are probably the players of the World Cup. Yeah, Joseph Manu yeah, is amazing. Yeah. So uh, on that game, I mean, Samoa were getting seven and a half start. Um, so they obviously covered the line. Um, excellent win. They got beaten by 60. It's one of the great turnarounds yeah. in sport, that is. Who's their coach? Matt Parrish. Matt Parrish, ex-Balmain player.
player. Yeah, right. Yeah, he used to be involved with the New South Wales Origin yeah. setup. Then yep. I think had a bit of a falling out. Was it Ray Hadley? All those, yeah. a few other things went down. He played in the uh, in the really good Balmain sides in the eighties. Yeah, when right. Warren Ryan was there. He was yeah. a centre. Yep. Yep. Uh, the rugby. Oh, do we have to talk about it? Firstly, Aussies. Uh, Barn, Barnsley, you picked it. Was always going to be a tough one in Florence yeah. versus Italy. We made, I think, eleven changes, which you've sort of yeah. got to do. Well, I mean, why did why so many changes? Well, Sorry to you've got a you've back got a to five game tests. tour, yeah. okay. And mate, most of the time here in Australia, when you play the Springboks or wherever, you have two Test matches in a row. You get a week off. Ah. It's a war of attrition up yeah, there, yeah. and it's really difficult to start five or four games of. Three games in a row. So what they do is that Italy game, they usually use the guys who were, you know, on the fridges of the squad and try and, and put them in there and give them an opportunity. And unfortunately, our depth at the moment just probably isn't enough to be able to do that. But you've got, I think you've got to do it. Um, you owe it to the players and, and the attrition rates. Um, and unfortunately, it's backfired. Now, would we be having this conversation if Ben Donaldson kicks the goal at the end of the game? Probably not. But we are now because it's the first loss in 49 years to Italy. But I can tell you this right now, I've seen probably six games in the last 10 years which could have gone either way at the death and we've just come out on the wrong side of it this time. And I'll say this, Italy are so much better than what they have been in the past. That's one of the best attacking performances I've seen from a what you'd call a second-tier side in a long, long time. Yeah, I think unfortunately it exposes the lack of depth that we've got. Once we get past sort of the top 18, 19... I think we've got 15 out through injury as well. It really, uh, it really opens it up. A couple of rugby guys across from, the, from me on the table. Is it, have Italy gotten better because Europe's got so many good teams? Is that is like you've got obviously France and I think you were saying Ireland are right up there as well. Like are they playing those guys more often and they're getting better Matchups or well, they are. They are. They've always been in the Six Nations. Yeah, but yeah, the Northern Hemisphere is, is trending eight. upwards. Yeah. And you'd have to say that the Southern Hemisphere right now is trending the other way. And I, I just think Italy's just at a little patch right now where they've got a good group of young guys coming in and they've got a Kiwi coach in who's found a way to play pretty attacking football. Who's the coach? Uh, Kieran Crowley. He's got actually a big relationship with Dave Rennie that goes back all the way to their New Zealand days. But da- Kieran's travelled around the world and taken numerous coaching jobs, but he seems to be thriving in this one. That was their first Six Nations win against Wales at the end of last year. They've come out and belted Samoa in that first one. Now they've beaten Australia. So they're on a bit of a run. They've got their, their emotions. And Italians like Argentinians, when they're running high on emotion, they're, they're a dangerous yeah. beast. So, um, look, we head to Ireland next week. It's one of the toughest assignments in world rugby. They're number one in the world right now. Um, but I'd probably back us in this position as a stra- – not back us to win, but back us to push them just because we're – Aussies – with their backs against the wall as underdogs, I think we'll fight and fight hard and hopefully we can push them. Can I ask a quick question? Ireland, why are they number one? Like, have they got the, have they got the best attack or is it the best all-round game? Their skill level. Yeah, their skills right now are next level. Their, so, their passing ability and their passing in their tight five, so their forward pack. And they've got a 38-year-old, like Johnny Sexton, no, he's 37, I think. Johnny Sexton, number 10, real experienced, but... It's the skill level around him too, which has just gone up another level. And I hope that they don't peak before the World Cup, which is traditional Ireland, because mm. they never got out of the quarters. But right now, they're looking like favourites for next year's World Cup. So Johnny Sexton's like Chad Townsend at the Cowboys. Just does I the right shit. I think he's a little bit better. But, you know, he has good people around him, does the right shit, doesn't yeah, pro- but Yeah, but probably a bit more classier. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, Woody, do yourself a favour. Watch 
that test match this weekend and watch how skillful their forwards are in traffic, like how they just move the ball with just short passes. That They are really good to watch. All right, I'm fired up. Uh, gee, if you oh, just quickly. The I was about to say, yeah. if you didn't watch it, go back and watch a replay of the England-New Zealand game at Eden Park, the final of the World Cup on the weekend. That was a cracker. <sighs> just such a great... Um, Oh, what do you call it? Advertisement for women's sport in general. You remember when Australia won the Cricket World Cup in Melbourne when we got 90,000 there for that? Well, this was the equivalent for them in New Zealand, okay? So New Zealand versus England. England, 30 wins on the trot, going for 31, World Cup final. They're up 14-0, red card to England on an accidental head, head high, completely changes the momentum, and New Zealand just found a way, played really attacking footy. England had a chance to win it with two lineouts, five metres out, the rolling mall hadn't been stopped all day and New Zealand found a way to stop the first one and then pinch a line out. And I reckon the roar, I'm not kidding you, I thought it was pretty loud that night when we lost to them um, in the semifinals of the World Cup back in 2011. I'd never heard a roar like that in a stadium, but I wasn't there at the ground that day, but this sound, this sounded unbelievable. Geez, good skill level. I love watching that World Cup, the women's. The skill level of the girls is amazing. Jacob. Are they are they are they whacking people? Like are they? Yeah, they. You got a, England a fully professional program, and the big difference that's happened this year for New Zealand is they got pumped. They got beaten by four times by France. They got beaten by fifty by England at the end of last year. But Wayne Smith, um, who's probably. I don't know, you'd call him like the Wayne Bennett kind of thing. Or maybe not the Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy of New Zealand rugby kind of thing. Been around for years, really tactically astute. Is he involved with the women? He's the coach. Oh, right. He took over just earlier this year. Oh. Mike Cron, who was the Warbacks mm. forwards coach, the probably the renowned forwards expert in the world, come on board with him. And they used Sir Graham Henry as well to come in during camp. So they, got, they just said, got look, we've got the World Cup. Let's, let's make this a priority. Let's get our shit together. How good is and that? And they employed the best coaches they could get. And within probably six to eight months, they've turned it from a middling fourth team in the world to being number one. Well, Wayne, that's Wayne Smith, crazy. He, he, Fancy Wayne Smith would be regarded as top four or five coaches, full stop ever, wouldn't he? In the game, oh, I'd think so. He'd be yeah, right up just there. so tactically astute. Who's who would be regarded as the greatest rugby coach ever? Can I ask that question while we're here? Is there Jeez. one? That's debatable. Is yeah. it just? Is it like the most recent all-black all guy that won two in a row? You'd probably have to throw Eddie in there somewhere. Yeah, I'd say Eddie, Steve Hansen for what he's yeah. done. Yeah, um, you know uh, Wayne it, Smith. Yeah, R- Robbie Deans has got to be up there for club titles. Yeah. Um, what Czech's doing now in terms mm. of where he's done it around the world too? That's been pretty impressive. Then you've got the Rod McQueens and the guys of yesteryear who That's what uh, I was say. who did really well too. So, yeah, it's um it's a hard one, but they're sort of the names you're talking about. But in terms of guys you'd look to for teaching you about the game of rugby and the ins and outs and that, you, you hear players talk about him. I've never had him as a coach, but Wayne Smith very highly regarded. So, you, so you, there wouldn't be like a Jack Gibson of the eighties, you know, like if. that style that was right up there, or well, for for Australia, you're talking J- um, Bob Templeton. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's going a long way back. Great but I, and in terms of New Zealand, I'm not too sure. Yeah, right. UFC big fight day yesterday, Woody. Yeah, it was. It was at Madison Square Garden. So that that's. Uh, I think they have one card, one UFC card there a year, or they might have two. But generally, it's you know they they load it up. It's the mecca of fighting. Um, two months, I'll be there. Oh, oh condo, that'd be love unbelievable. To be Are you watching the Knicks there? I'm watching everyone. 
Oh, yeah. He's every, actually staying there. He's staying in the change every, room. <laughs> everyone is in town in the two weeks. Yeah. Zachy and I, have, we've coordinated it well. Sorry, yeah. Woody Kogan. Oh, it was, it was an amazing... So there was, uh, there was two belts on the line. There was the, um, there was the girls. So there was the woman's straw weight, and that was won by the Chinese lady. Straw weight? Uh, straw weight. So that would be, I think that's about 48 or 50 kilos. Yeah. And that's uh, it was Chinese lady. Why you she's huge too, isn't she? Because Wally's she gets that whole Chinese market yeah. into the uh, into the game. And she fought. She, the way she, the, her style of fighting is, she's had the belt and lost it, and now she just got it back in the, on that card. And the fight was she got um, performance of the night, as well as Pereira who beat uh, Israel Adesanya for the. Is belt. that the fight we were watching? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the fight we were watching. Um, and then the fight before that, so the last three fights were all the fights of the night. But Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler got fight of the night. And okay. that was three rounds, and they were fighting to be one of the top contenders for the um, 155. Yep. Take us, take us into those change rooms. Take us through to that corners when you're talking about oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pereira and Adesanya. So if, if you get a chance, you can go on the UFC. I'm pretty sure they've got it on their Instagram. Um, and it was the fourth round of the last fight, which was Izzy versus uh, uh, Pereira. And a um, bit of back history. They were both from K1 kickboxing. They've had two fights in the K1 kickboxing. And Pierre has beaten him twice. Knocked him out at one of those times. Izzy left, came to UFC, kicked everyone's ass. He's defended his belt five times. Pierre eventually rocks up. He's won four fights in a row. Knocked out all those people. Got the title shot with Izzy. Izzy's ready to go. So they've got the history there. Yeah. That's why Izzy was ready to go. He was... Pretty much putting on a clinic points-wise in the first four rounds. He had him easily three rounds to probably one. And then in the corner, he's, they're getting translated from Portuguese uh, and there's an English translator, so you could hear it on the um, pay-per-view. And the coach is like, you have to let your hands go. You have to fucking knock him out. You have to be world champion. You've got to do this now. It, you have five minutes if you want to be world champion. Jumps in there. And it's about a minute and a half into the round. And they're kind of, you can see Izzy's pretty like tentative. He knows if he defends well and gets to the end of the round, he's going to win the, you know, defend his belt. And Pereira just gets him against the fence and throws a couple of really nice combinations and fucking does it, knocks him out and gets the belt. So it was just crazy to see that in-depth look of how the corner was telling him, you know, you've got to fucking go for it. You're not going to win on points. And it, you know, it's like movie shit. He pulled it off. <laughs> Good coaching. Okay, so question time. So our, uh, our question for the week comes from uh, one Mr. Keith Pickett. Yeah, g'day lads. Ruv here, just ringing in with a quick question or topic, if you will, for the panel. With the Netherlands beating South Africa in the T20 World Cup in a huge upset, what would be the panel's top three upsets they've seen in sport? Oh, great good question. question. Jeezy sounds crook. Did he have a big day yesterday? I reckon he had a big 24 hours, that, that <laughs> man. He doesn't muck around. He doesn't um, muck around. But, oh, that's a good question because, geez, there's been some upsets. So I think about Samoa in England. Yeah, uh, oh, where would you go with it, Kondo? I'll throw one out there. Um, I'll throw out Michael Campbell, Pinehurst number two, to win the US Open when Tiger Woods was absolutely in his prime. So Kiwi Michael Campbell. Yep, Kiwi Michael Campbell. Unfortunately, really didn't do anything after that. Was an exceptionally good golfer up until then. And then he sort of struggled after that. But he won a lot of worldwide. But anyway, that particular day, obviously very um, pro-American crowd. I've actually played that course and been there. Amazing setup. 
coming down the back nine. I can remember, I think it was as he was walking onto the 10th, he reckons, he, I think he tells a story, he was absolutely shitting himself because he had nine to play and he was in front, I think maybe by two, took off and had a piss. Crowd was just roaring. They didn't know where he went. He walks back onto the tee. Tiger was up his ass for the whole back nine and he hung on. It's a good one. What are you going, Woody? Uh, this one's... This one's close to my heart, Derek. Um, the year was 2020. Um, Queensland had a pretty average state of origin team. <laughs> and we had by far the favoured team. We'd won 18 and 19. And we were feeling pretty confident, feeling pretty good. It was a new era. We lost the unlosable series, mate. We <laughs> fucking absolutely melted. Except there was a bad call. Josh Adokar mm. should have got that fucking ball. That was a takeout. That was a penalty try at the end. But Queensland beating New South Wales 2020 State of Origin Series. Do you that, think this one was better though? Or do you reckon that one was that better one. when Wayne Bennett was coach when it was just you <laughs> no, wouldn't that, have thought? Was, yeah, because yeah, okay. this one you had Harry Grant. Like yeah, you guys okay. had a fucking okay. pretty That's sick. your number one comeback of all time. And, and obviously Josh Adokar has not been in form at the World Cup, so he probably won't be in the start of Origin side <laughs> next year. For it's just one I can remember that hurts. That's yeah, one that okay. fucking really hurts. There's probably worse ones, but that one I can easily recall. You were in tears. I was All right, spooked. I'll throw out my three because that's what he wanted. So I'm going uh, Japan over South mm. Africa in the Rugby World Cup. That meant it so much because there's a lot of guys I played with in my team in Japan at the time, and I played against a lot of those Japanese guys. And just to Eddie Jones and to Wise in that coaching staff who, geez, they flogged them. They'd worked them so hard before that. And they believed. They actually genuinely believed they could do it. No one else did. Did you I think ju- they could? I jumped off the couch and hit my head on the fan at fucking <laughs> 3.35 in the morning in Japan. I was so pumped. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. That was great. Uh, I'm going to throw out there... Miracle, okay, the movie Miracle. So the actual true story of the 1980 Olympics when the US hockey team yeah. beat the Russian team. Yep. The Russian team hadn't lost in like 20 years. And the US team couldn't use their pros. They had to pick a team of college and amateur players. And Herb Edwards, I think his name was, pulled a college team together, found a way to beat the Russians at a time when the, like the, the tension between the two countries is huge. And it's that great quote, do you believe in miracles? And it just freaking, they, they managed to find a way. Um, the other two I'd throw in was uh, Goran. Goran Ivanisevic, yeah. oh. Wimbledon, when he was unseated against Philippusis. No, he beat Pat Rafter, didn't he? Rafter, oh. yeah. That was yeah. a crack. It broke our hearts, obviously, yeah. with Pat. But he beat Pat Rafter. Yeah. yeah. Who and, else? Uh, the one, I think he went to the fight. Jeff Horn. Did you go to the fight? I did. Jeff Horn. Unbelievable. As an Australian, Many pack, yeah. that was huge. I'm going to throw another boxing one out there, though. I reckon this, we forget how big this was at the time, but when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Ooh. Tyson, 42-0 and 0 or something. Well, he knocked out all and sundry. He, everyone thought he was the scariest man on the planet. Buster Douglas found a way. And, and then it opened the floodgates. I've got, I got a couple off the top of my head. These two are surfing. Andy Irons, Kelly Slater. 2003, they get it down to the pipe final. They're in the final. So it's a four-man final. Phil Macker, Joel Parkinson, Andy Irons, Kelly Slater. It's whoever finishes higher in that final. And he fuck it. No one had beaten Slater when it had come down to pipe at that time. Fucking waxed him in the final. Smashed him. So Slater got fourth, Andy won that, that final. And then the other one, and this one's last year, 
Owen Wright, Gabrielle Medina for the bronze medals. Oh, in Japan. Oh, in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one from left field. <laughs> that one, f- crazy. Owen getting over the top of, of Medina. Um, okay, so our homework for this week, uh, this was nominated a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to, in line with sort of comebacks, we're going to go the race of the century on Netflix, which is America's Cup. Well, we didn't mention this, but it has to be there. It's, it was the longest winning streak of all time. The US had it. So we're going to watch this on uh, Netflix and report back the race of the century about the America's Cup. Balls deep, Woody. What have you got this week? Balls deep. There's a few few things. I think the the, the biggest one would probably be I guess the World Cup final, Pakistan-England, that one, crazy game. Mm. And two, probably two of the more quieter in the media teams, and it was a, it was a sick final. I thought it was – I thought it was – I hadn't watched many games, and I really enjoyed that. It was sick to see um, – sick to see England win because, obviously, to, uh, Bertie O'Brien's brother, yeah, yeah, Matty, yeah, you know, there was that connection there. That was cool. Um I'd say also the UFC. That was yeah. what – that was crazy. Those the are the – Bikes ball it's balls deep every yeah. time oh. I step that, in. That, that last fight yeah. was crazy. Barnsley? Um, oh, well, you've mentioned a few there. That, it's just a cracking weekend of sport. I'll go with the women's rugby. I thought that uh, it was a great showcase for women's sport in general and just how tough those girls are. So bring on uh, 225. So it's in, uh, only in another three years. So the next World Cup. Balls deep for me is the Samoan Rugby League side. Uh, big turnaround from round one when England belted them. I think they've played their grand final. I think Australia will belt them this week, but a big turnaround. Balls up. There's, there's a good, there was a good one over the weekend. I'm going to throw Glenn Maxwell out there straight away. I mean, yeah. He broke, he, leg. broke his leg, so he's out for three months on what? the piss. What was he doing? Was he snake like, dancing? What was he? I don't know. When I read the thing on, on just on Fox Sports and it said like a very unfortunate miss. Like he was 100% on the piss and he fell off something. <laughs> Mechanical ball. <laughs> yeah. Or he fell off his mate's fucking step. You know, fell, he, something happened, silly. Yeah. Uh, Barnsley? Yeah, final word. Shit, I don't know this week. Actually, you know what? It was funny because we usually do that, uh, things we've learned. And I, uh, I was listening to a podcast, really good one with Tom House, who's probably the world-renowned pitching coach and throwing coach. He's Tom Brady's throwing coach. Um, anyway, but he had a couple of great coaches. Do you remember the old Yankees player and coach, Yogi Berra? Yeah. Yeah. Yogi Berra had the greatest quotes of all time. I'll throw two at you, all right? Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I just loved it. And um, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> Thanks, that Yogi. Uh, final word for Condo is let's hope this week going into the, uh, the rugby league final of the World Cup is not about the referees come the weekend. Let the players decide it. My final word is fuck the Indianapolis Colts. They cost oh, me a huge multi. You were on a 14 grand, weren't you? 14 grand. $3 investment. Jesus. $3 investment. Four and a half grand. Put three bucks on it. And you oh. had everyone except for that one. Except for the Colts. How close were they? 25 20. They Are had you the, kidding? And the one, Ra- Raiders, had the, they had, the Raiders had oh. the ball inside their 20 with 50 seconds to go. And fucking. Couldn't, they had to score a touchdown, you know. They couldn't go oh, for a conversion. James, if you won that fourteen grand, we could add to the ball and all quiver. Hundred <laughs> percent. I would dead set be running around this yard nude right now if that happens. <laughs> we'll catch all you right. on Friday.